Good morning, friends. It's good to be here with you today as we wrap up our Tell Me a Story series where we've been walking through some of the parables, the stories that Jesus told, using these to teach important truths to his listeners. To begin with, I wondered, have you ever said, man, I did not see that coming? In February, I was in Dallas with a group of uh, church planning leaders from across the country, and during one of our strategy sessions, we used a tool called a uh, context map to consider some of the challenges that we might face uh, planting churches. Uh, We looked at the economic and political climates. We looked at external and internal trends. We looked at technology changes and customer needs. There was even a section called uncertainties. Do you know what never came up? during our conversation over a three-day period? A pandemic. Not one time did we talk about it. We simply did not see this coming. And it was only six weeks after this meeting that everything changed. Now, to say the least, 2020 has been the year of the unexpected. I mean, none of us us expected for uh, these items to become normal, standard, everyday wear. Uh, Who could have predicted the changes in in schooling of our children and working from home or not even working at all? Who saw our normal routines of eating food out, gathering together socially with friends, watching our children play ball in the summer, of being together in church with our family, suddenly being shut down? I'll be honest, I did not see it coming. However, I do know that God saw it all. And God knows exactly what's happening. And I believe the Father is in control. He has not left us. In fact, if anything, I think he continues to, to beckon us forward into the future because he's got us. Last week, Greg did a masterful job of walking us through the, uh, the second part of the parable of the lost son as he looked at the, uh, the, the relationship the elder son had with his father. The story of Jesus we're going to look at today is nestled in amongst a series of passages detailing the need for people to practice readiness, readiness for the unexpected. Jesus ends the story we're going to like look at with this pointed statement. He says, therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know the day or the hour. Now he's referencing his second coming, I'm sure at some point in that. But I also believe he's also referencing the many different unexpected things that happen in our lives. Things that we can be prepared for. And that's the thought I want to focus on today. I believe that preparation is the best solution for the unexpected. And we're going to look at this truth from the parable of the ten virgins, which Jesus told in Matthew 25. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. The unexpected times, they, they come to all of us. Have you, ever, have you ever noticed how people react to the unexpected in different ways? I mean, we've seen plenty of unexpected this year. The pandemic, uh, racial and social upheavals, challenging times economically at home, And there have been a variety of emotions and actions on display during the past five months. I mean, some have surrendered to fear and anxiety. Others have become militant, allowing anger to spill over. We've seen people give way to to hopelessness and and fatigue. And I've felt a, a general malaise myself as things continue in the same pattern day after day after day. 
But you know, I look at what's happening, and I realize something. The unexpected, it's always going to happen, right? I mean, granted, we've seen it on a much grander scale this year than before, but we have all experienced unexpected times in our lives when things don't go like we think they should. And this is why I think it's true. Preparation really does remain the best solution for the unexpected. And preparation, I believe, is revealed by the way we respond to the unexpected. So, so I brought a, a couple of eggs with me today. Now, one of these eggs is hard-boiled, and one is, is not. One is raw. So let's, let's look at it. I can show you which one's which by, by, by the way they respond to a spin. Okay, I know that one is raw. I mean, I just, I know that because of the way it does. I'll show you in just a minute. Let's see what this one looks like. Okay. That one is hard-boiled. Here's the reality. The, the, what's on the inside of this egg reveals, is revealed by the way it moves. See, hard-boiled eggs will spin because they're hard on the inside, while raw eggs will not spin. Got a pretty good shot. Could it be, could it be that our inner readiness will be revealed by the way we respond to the unexpected. Now, my, my question is, what does it take to change the inside of this egg? Well, there's several things. Uh, one, you have to put it in the right environment. That's being water. Add some heat to it. And then give it time. And when these three, three things are present, change takes place on the inside. And I see these three realities revealed in the story that Jesus told in Matthew 25. So let's begin. Let's read verses 1 through 6 of Matthew 25. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to, to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, five were wise. The five foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. So we have ten ladies here who've been invited to a wedding. Five wise, five foolish. In those days, a wedding began when the groom would travel to the bride's house to gather her from her family and bring her to the wedding banquet. He would arrive with great celebration and then escort the bride-to-be to his home, which would soon become their home. Guests would light the way for the bridal party to, uh, with lamps. There were little bowls filled with oil and a wick put on top of a long pole. And these festive lights provided a lighted walkway for the, for the bridal party to, to pass through while singing and dancing took place. Now, the ten all shared a common event. However... There were some significant differences in the way they approached the wedding. And I think it was because of the environment they, they were. Well, five were wise, five were foolish. See, the wise ladies realized from experience some of the different variables. See, when the time came ready, they uh, came to get ready, they packed extra oil just in case. Because you see, one of the things that would often happen at a Jewish wedding was that the groom didn't always arrive when he said he was going to arrive. There was a certain element of surprise that, uh, that was added to the experience for the wedding guests. 
So the best way to put it, the five wise women, this was not their first rodeo. They'd been to weddings before, and they wanted to be ready for any eventuality, so they carried that extra jar of oil with them. Not so the foolish. Maybe they thought the extra weight was too much. I don't know. Maybe they didn't even think about that things would not go as they were promised. But they did not plan ahead for what could happen. Friends, there are many times when we just can't know what's coming ahead of us. Think 2020. However, this does not mean we should not look ahead or anticipate the unexpected. I don't, I don't think we should be what-if people. I, living, you know, what if this happens? No, I don't think we should live with fear and anxiety. I, I think this is where make, having the connection with Jesus should make a huge difference in our lives. I, I told this to one of our church planners the other day who was concerned about the uncertain times, and I just told him, I said, listen, we don't know what's going to happen for sure. We just need to enjoy the adventure. Because Jesus has got this. See, it kind of goes back to the kite I used a couple of weeks ago. We can fight against the string or allow the wind to carry us to new altitude and new experiences. This is based more on our outlook and our attitude than anything else. I believe that followers of Jesus look for his presence in whatever's happening around us. And I believe we find it if we look. Now, when the bridegroom didn't come to the party at the planned time, both groups of ladies became drowsy and fell asleep. Same situation. However, one group had chosen the environment of the wise, and they were ready. So while they were sleeping, the call comes out. He's coming. Get ready. The party's about to begin. It leads to the second thing. Let's look at verses, 20, uh, verses 7 through 9. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both you and, and us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. This is where the heat comes into the, uh, into the equation. The announcement of the groom's appearance was imminent, that his appearance was imminent, caused the ladies to wake up and get their lamps ready for the procession. So, so the heat was applied here when the foolish realized that the oil they had was not going to carry them all the way to the party. Feeling the heat, they tried to get out of the situation they had caused for themselves the easy way. Ask someone else to bail me out. The wise didn't feel the same pressure. While their response might seem a little harsh on the surface, it's true. It's true. We can't help you this time. We're not going to allow your lack of perspiration to constitute an emergency on our part. You go and buy the oil you need. As I mentioned earlier, the heat that comes from different situations, the unexpected pressures, cause people to respond differently. I look at the situation the five foolish ladies found themselves in, and their predicament shows me that there are certain things a person cannot borrow. Uh, during, the cha during challenging times, a person cannot borrow the experiences that someone else has. Now, we can learn from others' experiences, but we can't borrow them if they're not ours. We can't borrow the preparation someone else has made. We certainly can't borrow the character. The character's revealed by the way we move. And for sure, we cannot borrow the relationship someone else has with Jesus and hope that it will carry us through the unexpected. 
the foolish were left with less than an optimum choice here because they hadn't thought about the unexpected. Now, we all have unexpected times. What helps you prepare? I, I can tell you what helps me. For me, it really begins by talking with God. It, it just begins by talking to him and asking him what he, is, what he wants me to do. I've had the opportunity to talk with several people this week who have gone through unexpected times, and they're in the midst of unexpected times. And my advice to them has been pretty simple. Hey, pray till you know what to do, and then do it. Uh, it might sound simple, but it, it's profound. Because God wants to help us. Third thing I see, let's look at verses 10 through 12. While they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins, uh, the virgins who were ready went with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Two diverse results here. The wise women were ready. For the coming of the bridegroom. They lighted the procession. They entered the party and enjoyed it. The foolish ladies purchased the extra oil, but by the time they arrived at the party, too late. The door was shut, and they were refused entrance. You know, time does mean something when it comes to walking with Jesus. The longer we walk with him, the more experiences we have, and the more things we see, we see from him and learn. Wise people prepare their lives ahead of time for the unexpected. They live ready, even when it seems like nothing's changing around them. And when we're living ready, when we've seen what Jesus has done in the past and believe he can do it into the future, when we live ready, we are ready for opportunities that present themselves. See, prepared people are not caught off guard or taken by surprise. Instead, they're ready to spring into action. Uh, the church planning organization I lead, on, on Monday, we took some bold steps forward because it looks like three doors for church planning opportunities are opening up for us. We have been praying for God to surprise us. <laughs> and I love the way he surprised us. Just in the past couple of months, God is at work. And we're moving forward. And what we've seen in the past is going to carry us into the future because we know what he has done, he will do, and will continue to do. Jesus said, therefore keep watch, because we do not know the time, the day or the hour. So what helps us prepare for the unexpected? Well, uh, like the egg, I believe it's environment and it's heat and it's time. So here's my challenge for you today. First and foremost, Choose to follow Jesus. Following him brings stability and strength that nothing else will. See, we can face the challenges life throws us on our own. Or we can face them with the help of someone who loves us and is much stronger than we are. And that's Jesus. On my own, I'm in trouble. I need the strength that only Jesus brings. So if you want to know more about this, uh, my encouragement is you call the office this next week and ask to talk to somebody. We will get back to you. We will get back to you. Because this is the most important choice a person will ever make. It puts us in the right environment. So 
if you've been searching for hope, if you've been evaluating where you are and you know it's time to make a decision, hey, please make a call. Make a call. Choose Jesus. Secondly, cling to Jesus. Hey, there's going to be the heat that comes from the unexpected. It comes to all of our lives. So when we're followers of Jesus, we know he is stronger than any trouble we will ever face, and he will carry us. I love this verse. Jesus said himself, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is saying, hey, cling to me, cling to me, you're going to be okay. Remaining in Jesus, we have strength, no matter what heat comes our way. And thirdly, I'd encourage you to create an adventure mindset. The longer we walk in relationship with Jesus, the more stories we should experience and have to share. And I love the stories Jesus told here in, in the Bible, the ones we've been looking at the past seven, eight weeks. But I also appreciate the fact he continues to create stories in each of our lives. Stories of his presence, stories of the difference he makes. And maybe the stories we've looked at the past few weeks have caused you to see God's hand at work around you differently. I want to challenge you to share your story with someone this week. Tell them how you've seen God at work. Yeah, we all have a story. We need to share it. Friends, we can prepare for the unexpected. It's going to come. We can be prepared. So let's live lives that are ready to see Jesus at work, lives that celebrate the stories he's writing, lives that show he has changed us on the inside. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for loving us the way you do. Thank you for being our God, a Father who loves us and cares for us. Jesus, we thank you for being who you are, our Lord and Savior. And thank you for your spirit you've given to us. Lord, help us to share the stories that we have seen of you, of you working in our lives this week. Keep our eyes open for opportunities. Help us step into them. In, G in your name we pray. Amen.